Too busy to prioritize your health? Get the convenient health care you deserve with Circle Medical. Patients like Julie love Circle Medical for making it easier to get care remotely while she's busy at home. For a busy working mom, this is the only way I can actually find the time to care for my own health. Or Chris, who said, No more wasted time in traffic, long waits in the waiting room. I've gotten the help I didn't know I needed. Circle Medical. Quality primary care more accessible than ever. Book your first online appointment now at circlemedical.com. When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do have a favorite child. Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves. I use memes as a coping mechanism. It's Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance. Get up to 60% off Select Sealy, plus a free adjustable base, all with free and fast delivery. Deals this big won't last long, so don't miss out. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Hi, this is Betsy Bell with How Can This Happen? I am Mad Dog Red today. I'm on fire. But what I want you to know is there are very little things that make a big difference. What is the old saying? You throw the pebble in the middle of the pond and it makes ripples. That's what I know my audience is about. You can make ripples and you can make a difference. And that's what How Can This Happen is all about. It's about things that happen that are out of our control. But we can change it. We have to believe that we can change it. We can't sit here and just take it anymore. The time for that is over. The time for sitting there looking at it going, oh, well, I can't do anything about that. Oh, I can't stand that. What do you mean you can't do anything about it? Of course you can. But I will give you some tools, but I will also ask you for responses to what I'm asking of you. And I want to know if you can't do it, why you can't do it. But the first thing I want to tell you is that the government owns you. And the reason that they do is because we turned all of our power over to them. We gave it up. How could that happen? We are the government. We hire them. We pay them even when they don't work, which is all the time. They never work. Those people take more vacation than they do work days. And it's a fact. I've looked it up. I've read it. Okay, let's not belabor it. One thing I am going to say, though, is when the government tells me that you didn't build that, you can keep your doctor, but not your plan. I'm going to fundamentally change this country. What did we need change for? Nobody ever asked that question. Nobody ever said, we're going to fundamentally change this country. Why? 
what did we need to change? What we needed to change was our thought process and the thought police took it over. And here we are. How's it working for you, boys and girls? Oh, and by the way, for you gender non-binaries, how's it working for you? It's not very well. No, I'm not happy. I'm really mad dog red today. But one thing I'm going to say is, if we needed to fundamentally change this country and we didn't know why, we never asked why. Right now, I'm going to tell you, we need to fundamentally change this country back to the way it was. There was nothing wrong with it. Now, all we see is wars, open borders, no energy independence. We have to import oil. What for? We have more oil in this country than anyone. If you think you can live without fossil fuels, let's turn them off today. You can't. So I don't care if climate changes. You know what? It's weather. Climate changes. Come on, that's even good for you guys in Rio Linda. Do you get it? Climate changes. We can't all be right 100% of the time. No, we can't. But you know what? We can't be 100% wrong all the time either. So where is the truth? Go back to my favorite saying. Take whatever is given to you on the left. Take whatever is given to you on the right. But don't forget. Somewhere in the middle is the truth, and you need to hold on to it. It is the lowest, uh, the lowest ranked commodity in the world today is truth. People are running from it like a crowd of buffalo running down the plains saying, don't tell me the truth. I don't want to know. I want to keep my stuff. I'm not going to do anything about it. Okay, that's fair. Don't do anything about it. But those of us who understand, we cannot survive like this. This country is circling the drain. Where is it going? It's going down the proverbial drain. And if you aren't doing one little thing, just one thing, to try to make a difference in that, then you're the one that's turned the water on. And I don't need to tell you That if you believe, if you're God-fearing, you know that God's in charge. So, what do you do? 
you go and help people who can't see that. Or you help them find another way to get around it. Because there are ways around everything. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. And this is a very personal story. I hate personal stories. What I mean is I hate telling them. Because I'm Mad Dog Red and we don't talk personal. First of all, when you know that you can't change something and you know that you can't, then you walk away and you tell yourself, well, I can't change that. So you give up. Americans aren't people that give up. We just don't. We're people that look forward. But right now, we're trying to erase our history. And what good is it doing? It's not helping. It's making everything worse. We got here for a reason. We went through all the trials we went through for a reason. Here's my reason. This is my why. In 1994, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay, so hasn't every woman had breast cancer? No. One in eight have. The ones that were diagnosed at the time that I was diagnosed are no longer with us, I'm sorry to say. I had a group of five or six women that were in the boat that I was in. There's only two of us that are still alive today. What actually happened is I went for a regular checkup because my cardiologist said, I want you to go see, I want you to have a mammogram. I was only 40 at the time. So I did. I went and had the mammogram. The, the radiologist doctor who was a very, very sophisticated uh, for Las Vegas, I'm sorry. In, in when I first moved here, it wasn't the best. So the doctor said to me, I want you to come and have an ultrasound. So I did. They did the ultrasound. They said, okay, go across the street and see this surgeon. So I went across the street, saw the surgeon. He said, okay, what we need to do is we need to do what is called a lumpectomy because it looks like you're positive you have cancer. So I said, okay. But being a surgeon's daughter, I went back to California and I spoke to my doctors and they all said the same thing. Go back, have the surgery, you should be fine. So I went back, I had the lumpectomy and um, six months later they took a look and they said, okay, we need to do an ultrasound, which kind of red flagged it and I said, wow, that's not good. So I went back in and they said, no, we think that we need to do a procedure that is going to show you that you have cancer. Okay, I thought we got it fixed. No, we didn't. Bottom line is I had a mastectomy. So was I concerned? Oh, yeah. I, I basically was scared to death. When you say the word cancer, what does that mean? But for some reason, in the back of my mind, I knew that this wasn't the end. 
But what did it mean that it wasn't the end? It meant that I needed to learn something. And this is what I learned. Hang on. Don't go away. The big news is about to arrive. I'll be right back. Okay, quickly, Betsy Bell here. How can this happen? Welcome back. Okay, I'm in the middle of a story. Once I was diagnosed with breast cancer, one of the doctors suggested that I have a mastectomy. But what he told me was, you live in Las Vegas. Why don't you take the odds? You can have a lumpectomy and save the breast, but the chances are that you can get cancer back. And if you get cancer back, it will be very aggressive. You'll probably have to get rid of lymph nodes, et cetera, et cetera. At this point in the procedure, obviously, I had caught it early enough that I was a lucky camper. Even though I was mad that I had it, I knew that it was okay. And I trusted in my faith that I was going to be okay. So this is what happened. I was married at the time, and um, I was very depressed uh, one night, and I turned on the tube. And my husband said to me, well, what are you watching? And I said, well, you know what? I'm watching this show called Touched by an Angel because I loved it. I love Della Reese. She was amazing. She's still amazing in my mind. Anyway, I really loved the show because it was kind of a, a cross between how can you work through problems and how can you make things better. And one of the things that happened on this particular show, and he called it that touch show. Oh, that touch thing. Okay. So being a great husband, he watched it with me. The upshot of the, the plot was the fact that Roma Downey didn't want to deal with one of the people that she had gone to before to help. She said no. She told Della Reese, I'm not going. So Della Reese said, well, you know what that means, little girl. So what happened is, in comes the managing angel. Did you know there was such a thing? I didn't. The managing angel comes in, and she looks at Roma, and she said, I want to ask you a question. She said, why did God put your face on the front of your body? And Roma looks at her and says, I don't know. Boom, they go to a commercial. My husband looks at me and he goes, what was that? And I said, you know what? And he goes, what? I go, God put the fa your face on the front of your body because you're never supposed to look back. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I knew that. But the minute that she came back, Roma said, no, I don't know. And she said, because you're never supposed to look back. Think about it. You're supposed to go forward. Why do you have two ears and one mouth? Because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Unless you're a podcaster like me. 
then they give you a little license. You can talk more than you listen. But the reason that I can impart all of these little moments, little treasures that happened in my life that made me get through it is because I listened. So this is what I'm going to tell you. Whatever is happening around you, make sure that you're in the right place. Make sure that you're in charge of your world. Don't turn that power over to anyone. Don't give it to your tax collector. Don't give it to your mailman. Make sure that you're in charge. Make sure that whatever happens to you is approved by you. If it doesn't, abort. Abort the mission. Get out. Move on. If you have a friend you're not too happy with and you think that person isn't good for you, delete him. Press the button. Get rid of him. Move on. Take control of your life. If all of us take control of our lives, this world will be a better place and America will be a better country because that's who we were before we let all these people mess with us. And that's what they're doing. They're messing with us. Here's my prime final example. The number of incarcerated Californians requesting gender-affirming health care more than doubled last year. This is in the state of California. Don't you love it? Okay. So, they decided that what they were going to do, even though the gender-affirming incarcerated people are, they're doubling since 2017, guess what? The overall population incarcerated in the state of California is declining. More of them want gender changes than they want to incarcerate. They want to make sure. So in 2017, California was the first state to set standards that would grant gender affirmation surgery to incarcerated people in state prison for free. (sighs) The other, a 2021 law signed by Governor Newsom, requires that every person upon entering prison has to be asked gender-specific questions. You know what? We need to know. We need to know because you have a women's prison and you have a man's prison. And pretty soon, they're all going to be it prisons because we think that gender affirmation is more important than mental health, more important than how can we rehabilitate people? How can we help people? No, we don't help people. 
We turn them into things. And I'm sorry. If you think you're not a woman and you think you're not a man and you want to be a woman or you want to be a man, something's wrong with you. I don't care whether I am phobic or whatever that word is. Homophobic, genderphobic. All I know is there's only two sexes, male, female. That's it. And that's the point. If you're not a male, if you're not a female, because you decided to change out your parts, you're an it. And I don't care what you think. Because you didn't listen. Because I know that somebody counseled you not to do it. Somebody counseled you and said, you are what you are. Because God created you that way. And if you don't like it, it doesn't mean you're 100% right. It doesn't mean you're 100% wrong. It means that somewhere in the middle is the truth. Deal with it. Get over it. Move on. Be a man. Be a woman. Take up the mantra. Both sexes are beautiful because God made them. Be what he made you to be. And stop screwing with what he did. Like all those tattoos and all that piercing stuff. Stop it. He, you are a temple of God. He made you in his likeness. Why did he not put all that crap on you? Because you're beautiful just the way you are. So... Own it. Mad Dog Red says, own it. You should own it. And even if I was ugly, God made me beautiful. But even if I was ugly, I would do my best to own it. And I wouldn't use a plastic surgeon to make it better. Because they screw up what God did. All you have to do is look at your best friend, the one that had all the Botox done. Aren't they ugly? That was a joke, but I don't hear anyone laughing. <laughs> I better stick to podcasting and screw the comedy. Okay, so the taxpayers are going to pay for you to get gender assignment if you go to prison. So here's my thought. Go to California, commit a crime, go to jail, and change your sex. Solution? Well, you know what? There's a problem with that idea. Because in California, you can commit a crime and you won't necessarily go to jail. Yeah, that's therein lies a problem. But if you're crazy enough to commit a crime that they will put you in jail for, you can have your gender reassignment and the taxpayers will pay for it. Now, that is what I call how can this happen?
Okay, I have one little snippet here for you. Have you ever noticed that people who have their pictures taken sometimes stick out their tongue? It's kind of a kiss thing. You know what I mean? Because they started it. Those whatevers. I, I, I know they're men, but I, I, I just, I, I can't go there. I'm sorry. But all the makeup and the high heels and the, oh, it's disgusting. So anyway, there's a statement that's supposed to be made by you sticking out your tongue. So I thought, self, what does it mean when somebody sticks out their tongue? So I went to Google, my favorite thing to do, and I Googled it. Google doesn't know. They didn't say anything about sticking out your tongue because they don't know. So what I think is this. God gave you a tongue, A, to taste food so that you would welcome nourishment. B, to create saliva and that that would help with digestion. C, to form language so that you could communicate. He didn't create it so you could make a statement. That's what your middle finger is for. Grow up, people. Get a life. I think that anyone who wants to show that thing off hasn't looked in the mirror. It's really not attractive to stick out your tongue. That's why when we were kids and we wanted to just tell people we didn't like them or we thought they were wrong about something or we thought we were right about something, we stuck our tongue out. It didn't mean then what it means now. But what does it mean now? If you want to comment, please tell me. Because I want to know. If you stick out your tongue, does it mean you're an asshole? Because that's what I think it means. And especially in context, when I've seen it in the photo... That was my first thought. You're an asshole if you stick out your tongue. Sorry. Okay. Nobody's tongue ever won a beauty contest. And nobody ever stood around taking their photo, opening their mouth and pulling their tongue out. They all smile and show their pearly whites. That's what those are for. Not your tongue. Although there is a funny story to the tongue. When I was a young girl, we had a family photo taken, and I'm one of six children, and mom and dad, and the six kids. And it was the most beautiful portrait you've ever seen, although it was black and white, because in those days they didn't take color photos. So the upshot was we had a take. And then another one, and then another one, and then another one. It took forever to get this family photo taken. Drove me mad. Maybe that's when I became Mad Dog Red. I don't know. Anyway, 
The upshot was it was black and white. And they finally gave up, took the photo, went back to the photo developing place and inked out my youngest brother's tongue. Because the whole time the photographer is, okay, let's go, let's go. They got his tongue back in and damned if he didn't snap that photo and out came that tongue. So maybe my youngest brother started this. I don't know, but I have a copy of that black and white photo. And I'll be darned. You can look at it and see that tongue blacked out. It is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I didn't know it till years later when my mom told me the whole story. We had a good chuckle over it, but it wasn't that funny. Okay, moving on. What I am telling you when I'm just giving you a little snippet of something is the smartest people in the room, according to people who are in the know, if you talk to business people, they will tell you that when you walk into a room and you decide that you have something to sell someone, so the room is full of people. There are 10 people around the table. You introduce yourself and they listen to what you have to say. So you better make it good. And you better make it something that rings a chime of what's in it for me. You better tell them in a hurry what's in it for me or you'll be out the room. Now, what does that mean? What I'm trying to tell you is when you look around the room and you get to the question and answer session, Look at each of the people that are speaking. The people that are speaking are not the decision maker. The person who makes the decision is listening. The person who makes the decision is gathering all the information so they can be informed as to what the decision is. Isn't that fascinating? Yes, it is. Because I did it in my career. And my father is the one who told me that. I used it over and over. It served me really well. Even if that's the only thing you get out of my podcast today, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to share with you things that really matter about how can this happen. Comment. Send me your thoughts. Let me share them. Because I can tell you that I'm not 100% right, but I'm not 100% wrong either. And if you can develop or sense Something out of how can this happen? I will be happy with the job I've done today. Stay tuned and we'll give you some more content. And don't forget, 
that Mad Dog Red is on the job to give you all the information that you want. 